Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Mo, the host of the Up in Flames podcast. And once again, you're back listening to the Up in Flames podcast. But guess what? Today, I got a special guest. And why is it special? Because my man's is sitting right here next to me. And we going to record. I got my guy. I'm out here in Arizona. I came to see my guy. I came to see my family. I came to see everything else. But my guy is here. I got my guy, Tommy B. Tommy, what's good, bro? Nothing, brother. Just chilling. I've been looking forward to this ever since about a month ago when I hit you up. I said, let's get on the pod. I feel like I feel like we'll make a good team, bro. So I'm stoked for this one. Yeah, 100%. And so for my former listeners who everybody's been listening and for possible future listeners, this might be my co-host. We've had these conversations. We've talked about it. He might be a guy who just jump on here on the regular and just be my co-host of Up in Flames. But since we're here, before we get into anything basketball, because we are both advocate Miami Heat fans, we are both advocate LeBron James fans, and the Miami Heat played tonight and lost. The Los Angeles Lakers played tonight and lost. But before we get into that, we're going to play a little bit of music because... Why not? This is an audio podcast. Get a little hype. Uh oh. Oh, I'm tripping. Yeah, I might be tripping. Got a lot of new flames in nigga them blue. 350,000 times that but two new down no roof. I still see the skies. These are my grandma, I still see my guys. Turn this bed, must have felt let down. Heard the doc said, huh, what you gon' bet now? Yeah, you used to be a tour the vet now. Luke, get up, dog, y'all need you. I make sure that I was eating. Free and that's still a R.P. Reese. Get her nails done, still charge for the feature. Baby, we ain't that, no, we ain't this. All that I don't do no kiss. Thank words of my it's all in my mentions. Bitch, really wanna get hired to look something right. How to hit most than Mike Tyson. Get poppin', I ain't doin' no fight. Sendin' my cash, I ain't doin' no right. Cry too fast, can't stop in no light. I hit the gas, it's good. Oh, I pull off, I'm on eight. Yeah, I just took a year out, she shaking out. Come in when she get out. Still have a meal for my little brother to get out. That new Richard Mill made me feel like a boss. Feel like I'm me when I'm riding these cars. So you know, pull up, hold on to Roger in the farm. I got designer for days, but it's something about him. Go crazy for white apples. One, maybe because I'm a dope boy. He be loud, but he ain't making no noise. Fence the door on the ground like a skateboarder. If I want her, I get her, I pay for her. I pay extra, I ain't trying to wait for her. Everything that I got, it was made for me. I was serving them trap house faithfully. Everybody with me got to eat. Say you crazy with me. Thou should not try one of and like I said, we are back. I got my guy Tommy B in the building. And once again, Tommy, what's good, bro? Shit, nothing, brother. Uh, just happy to be here, bro. Happy to be a special guest and uh, look forward to talking some hoops. Yeah, 100%. And so before we talk hoops, bro, you are the special guest of special guests because Up in Flames got originally created by doing an in-person podcast with my boy Rob, who was hosting the football or in is currently hosting the football and chill podcast. So that's where I got started. That's where it got me the idea to do my own podcast and do up in flames. But now I got my boy sitting right next to me. And so this is an audio podcast. So y'all don't, y'all ain't going to see us sitting right next to each other, but we just watched the Miami heat play the New York Knicks and they lost in, in game five or whatever. So the heater up three, two, 
We just watched the Los Angeles Lakers lose in game five to the Golden State Warriors. And now LA's up 4-2. I mean, up 3-2. And both teams are about to head home. But Tommy, you're my boy. So let's go back. Before we talk about the basketball and breaking down the game, let's talk about the hooping in the back in the, in the back end of our lifestyle. So we're grown men. We're past our prime at this point. But I just I just want to ask this because, Tommy, people do not believe me. Bro, just explain me as a hooper, bro, because people don't think I could hoop back in the day. Nah, bro, you were solid, bro. Uh, you were a lefty, um, which is always a little tougher in my opinion, but you were nice, bro. You had a nice shot, bro. You had some good length to you, bro. You could play defense. But like I said, you were always a reliable shooter, bro. So for me, anytime I play with you, I know, I know if I penetrate – I just got to find you somewhere, bro. Ready to shoot, bro. Put it in your pocket. You're going to let it go. And you know what's crazy? I'm glad you said that because people, there's some people who question whether I could hoop back in my day or whatever. I've had multiple ankle surgeries while being in the military, so they think I couldn't hoop because now I'm disabled. Um, but I'm glad you said that because at the same time, Tommy B, you was nice. You was <laughs> nice that now... It, it don't matter what people think back home of you or me in our game. Bro, we was nice. And, and we played together at some point. Um, during AAU, we played against each other in high school basketball. And everybody understand. Like, bro, but we was nice. You my boy. But real quick, before we talk about anything NBA, talk about the rivalries of us being boys and having to compete each other, compete against each other in high school basketball. AAU, too. Um yeah, bro. I mean, that was fun, bro. That was, that was fun because, you know, you see your boy before the game. Everything's cool, bro. But once that ball goes off, like, if you ain't wearing the same jersey I'm wearing, bro, like, I'm against you. But it was always cool because after the games, you know, you can pay respect and we can clown and we can have fun. Um, but, yeah, bro. I mean, shoot, that rivalry, bro, that's that's like that love-hate. Uh, so competitive on the court. You want to get the better version of, of who you're going up against because you don't want to be sitting there talking to him later and, and he cooked you the whole game and now you got to listen to it. So it was good, bro. A lot of back and forth, bro. A lot of one of us getting the better of the other. But, like, we just did it for so long against each other. I, I think we'll always be connected just because of that. You know? Yeah, 100%. And that rivalry, that, that have fun, that you was my boy on the – uh, on the court and off the court, but on the court, we was rivals. It brought us here today being, you know, we're in, I, I came to Phoenix, the Phoenix area, and I was able to see you because I'm out here and I'm like, bro, you know, our relationship going back to high school ball, AAU basketball or whatever has basically brought us to this point where we're able to sit next to each other and have conversations. So now that we say that, we about to have conversation about the NBA playoffs. So, for anybody that don't know, Tommy's from, he, he lived out here previously in Arizona, moved to Florida. So, Tommy, a Florida boy. So, I just <laughs> want to make that known. Tommy, a Florida boy. And I'm a Florida boy. And so, that's where we at. But, that makes us both Miami Heat fans. And I'm not saying that forced us to be, but at this point, we both love the Miami Heat and we were able to sit here and watch the Miami Heat in game five against the New York Knicks. So, Tommy, I'm going to ask your opinion before I weigh in. We watched game five together. 
what did you see from the Miami Heat that pissed you off, that 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 made you skeptical going into game six? And, and if you want to give any flowers to the New York Knicks, in my mind, fuck the Knicks, so we don't have to give them flowers. But in that whole aspect of being able to watch the game together, what did you think about Miami Heat and New York Knicks series up to this point? Well, since you spoke for the both of us on how you feel about the Knicks, um, I'm uh, I'm gonna take it to the other side. Um, they just play with their backs against the wall. Uh, their best player showed up tonight, played all 48 minutes, 38 piece. Um, we really don't have an answer for him, and he's pretty much been the Knicks' best player since the beginning of the season. I know Julius Randle had a good regular season, but you can never count on him in the playoffs. Although he did have his moments tonight, um, but like I said, I just think they played backs against the wall. Um, I think. Thibodeau had them ready to um, to be prepared for anything that we ran against them. Again, I always will say that we're depleted without our you know third twenty point per game score. That hurts us a lot. But like I said, it was a lot of back and forth. Um, towards the end of that first half, they just made a run where they took the lead. I think that gave them momentum. They came out strong in the second half, and from then they just never looked back. Um, we had several times where we were down two, three, four points. And, you know, that next shot that we end up missing, you know, would have tied the game or gave us a lead. But I think ultimately they just outplayed us. I do believe we're the better team in this series. And um, But tonight tonight I expect the Knicks to win. They are good. They deserve to be here. They have some good players. But Jalen Brunson was it. Um, all 48 minutes, I think it was like 37, 38 points, a near triple-double. And it was every time that they needed a bucket, he would just go one-on-one, take someone to the rack, that little turnaround shot, and that was working for them tonight. So, you know, you give the Knicks props. What I think we could have done better, I think we could have just played basketball better. You know, I, I think we took our foot off the gas. We were winning the majority of that first half, and we let them go in halftime with the lead. And you can imagine that locker room was rocking. You know, we've been in locker rooms, bro. You know how it is. Like, any little bit of momentum can shift the entire game. So... Now we have to go back. Our back's against the wall. I don't want to see us back playing a game seven in New York. Um, not in that crowd, in that environment. Especially after being up 3-1. So we got to go back to Miami. We got to go back to the drawing board. We got to take care of business. And we got to make our shots, man. To make or miss league. So we got to make our shots. Yeah, and I don't disagree with you. Um, <clears throat> I told you going into this game, I didn't think Miami would win this game. I figured it would go six. I think we're about to go back home. And, you know, we heard a lot of crying from the big-time media as far as how tough it is to play in Miami because of the weather at this point in time in Miami. Um, I more think they were probably out partying as opposed to saying the heat got to them. Uh, No pun intended in, in that conversation. But saying the heat got to them as far as it's hot and... You're not able to rest your body or whatever. I think that's a cop-out for the simple fact, bro. Miami has won multiple championships, which is something New York hasn't done, and that's a fact. Um, So it never affected the players, and I know they live there day in and day out, but when other teams have come, I've never heard the weather being a factor except for when the Knicks are in town. Now the Knicks fan, the New York media wants to say that, oh, well, the reason why the Knicks are down 3-1 heading into game five is for the simple fact the weather has got to them. They don't seem as turned up 
And then they turned up and they won this game. And I hate the Knicks, but shout out to the Knicks for getting the job done. And shout out to Josh Hart for he kind of broke it down in a way where I think it's perfect. It's like, all right, we're down 3-1, but we're taking it one game at a time. So we got to steal one in game five and go down 3-2. We got to steal one in game six, be 3-3. We go back home and we got to steal one in game seven to ultimately win the series. But I'm going to be honest, this is where I go and say, fuck the Knicks. (laughs) Because the Knicks not winning game six in Miami, bro. Let's just be honest. So, Tommy, I want to hear your opinion. Bro, game six. Miami versus New York. Before we'll dive into it a little more, but game six, Miami versus New York. Who wins the game, bro? Before I get into that, bro, we're both Florida boys. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think we know what the main distractions in Miami are, and it is not the weather. No, it's more than that. It's the yeah, clubs, bro. It's, it's the strip clubs. It's yeah, the nightlife, bro. Going down to South Beach is crazy. Yeah, bro. Not everybody's wearing their clothes down there, so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been down there multiple times, bro, and probably for those reasons, too. But, look, I think we have to win. Um, I'm a Heat fan, bro. I, 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 took the, I took us beating the Knicks before the series started. But we have to win, bro. We can't go back to Game 7, bro. 100%. We can't we, go we, back to the Garden in Game 7 and expect like, Jimmy like, Butler to have I get the Milwaukee it. If, series. If, if we lose, we have another game left. But, like, yep. it is a must win for us, bro. Yep. Because that whole thing of being down 3-1, bro, and then, like, when it's 3-3, you almost feel like you don't know how to beat that other team. You know? Yep. And, like, a lot of times, like, it doesn't happen a lot, right? Teams don't come back from 3-1. But, like... Even in other sports, when you see that, bro, that life gets sucked out of you. You're on that plane. It's probably quiet going back there. You're like, damn, just four days ago, you know, we had the series wrapped up. So that's why I felt like tonight was important, too. I did think the Knicks would come out and and, and win as long as they made their shots. Um, but, yeah, game six. Game six, we take it. We take it. I'm very confident that we take it. Um, but we do need playoff Jimmy. It cannot be passive, 15 shots. I need 25-plus from him, especially with Hero out. Um, again, Vic, Vic hasn't been the same guy since he's left Indy, but that was still another guy who could put it on the floor, attack the rim and, and be a threat. I like Duncan Robinson's confidence. He, he, he had a good night tonight. I like that. He's getting back to being that threat that they have to respect and close out stretches the defense out. But, um, regardless of anybody's performance, it has to be 35 plus for Jimmy, regardless, Bam could have a good game. Gabe Vincent can have a good game. I feel like Kyle Lowry will show up. He's a veteran. He's a champion. He'll show up. He knows what time it is. But it has to be 35-plus from Jimmy. Any point less, and, 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 and we're in jeopardy of losing that game. Bro, it's crazy. You on here talking your shit. So let me ask you this. Miami has to close it out in six. Obviously, one for you to feel comfortable because if we close out in six, we'll be going to the Eastern Conference Finals. But... You feel like it's going to take a big night from Jimmy, which up to this point, I'll say we have not had just because he hasn't had to. In this series, yeah. In in this series, we're up 3-2 without Jimmy having that breakout game that we had came to hope that we were going to be accustomed to because of what he did against Milwaukee. So if Jimmy drops, we'll say 35-plus because that's what you put on the board. Mm Mm-hmm. Who is the guy that you expect to step up to give him that other 15 to 20 individual performance to put him at two players combined for 60-plus and we're able to win the game? Bam. It has to be Bam. It has to be Bam because you – 
Julius Randle at times can be a juggernaut in the sense that he's 6'10", he can spread the floor, he can score in many different ways. He doesn't have a right hand to save his life, but that left hand is dangerous at times. You also have Mitchell Robinson, and I don't know how many people know, but Hartenstein is not a bad backup big, so I feel like there's three guys there that could pose a threat as far as size-wise, as far as being a good matchup for Bam, so he has to play well. I can't see a game where Jimmy has 35, Bam in foul trouble, doesn't play well, and we come out with the win. Your two best players have to show up in a closeout game. Now, if we get help from some other guys, that's just a plus, but those two have to show up. They got to show up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like The way I be breaking down games, I be thinking I be kicking it but Tommy over here like bro he's kind of killing the heat but at the same time being absolutely honest on what it's going to take for the heat to go to the Eastern Conference Finals so before we move on to any other series Tommy if if the Miami Heat close it out in game six and make it to the Eastern Conference Finals we'll jump into this series in a second but assuming the Philadelphia 76ers who are up 3-2 right now against Boston, if they close it out in Game 6, are you worried about the Philadelphia 76ers? No. I say no because... <laughs> I, say, I say no because they don't have that experience that goes deep into the playoffs. That's a big thing. I, I know people, a lot of people, especially like just regular basketball fans, won't really attribute experience. But like, you saw it with Golden State tonight. Like, experience prevails a lot. You saw it in the Sacramento series against mm-hmm. Golden State. Like, just being there, knowing what to do at certain times, I Philly doesn't have that. Like, who's the last player on, on Philly besides P.J. Tucker to go to a conference finals? I mean, we're talking James Harden in Houston with Chris Paul. So, we're talking a long time ago. Embiid's never been to one. I don't think Tobias Harris has either. Um, yeah. And Maxi, obviously not, you know. But... I want Boston, bro. I want that smoke. I want that rematch. We are one shot. I'm cool with Jimmy hitting that. I'm, I'm cool with Jimmy taking that shot a million times over again. I want that smoke. I want Boston. I want Boston all day. They can have the home court this year. I don't think they're as together as they were last year. But assuming Philly closes it out, which I think they will tomorrow, I think that game five just sucked the life out of Boston. Not to mention they're 0-2 in game fives as playoffs. They, they can't close a series out to save their life. So... Um, I'm not. I'm not worried about them. I think Embiid's obviously better than Bam, but I think Bam is one of those versatile defenders that can. He knows how to swipe at the ball. He can jump high enough to block. It. He can contest. He can put a body on you. He's not small, but he's gonna have his hands cut out for him. But as far as worried, nah, I don't think so, bro. Because we'll get the classic Doc Rivers choke and then see us in the 2023 NBA Finals. And, and you know what's crazy? You said. Of everything you said, the one thing that you said that sticks out is that the Miami Heat will have an opportunity to get the classic Doc Rivers choke. Brother, we got the best coach left in these playoffs, hands down. You want to talk about X and O's, getting guys ready, knowing how to motivate Are guys? Are we sure Coach Spo is better than Coach Kerr, though? Coach, yes, yes, because Coach Spole was doing this with less. We're nowhere near the Warriors on paper. Experience, talent, shooting ability, none of that. But Coach Spole has an eighth seed that lost the first play-in game and had to play in another game against, it was Chicago, right? Yes, We had to beat Chicago, yes. So we almost weren't even in the playoffs to begin with. Nobody gave us a chance against Milwaukee, and I'll be honest with you. We didn't even give us a chance against Milwaukee, bro. Listen, listen, but to do it 4-1, 
And then to be in command of this series pretty much the whole time, we've never been down in this series either. Yep. We have the best coach for sure, bro. But, I mean, you give me Clay and Curry, you could put me on the bench. I'll drop a couple plays, and they'll do the rest of the job. So I don't take anything away from Steve Kerr. Uh, but Steve Kerr walked into a beautiful position. Coach Spoll kind of had to build this up when it was just D-Wade by himself. He got the LeBron years. We kind of fell off after that. But ever since then, brother, I mean, we've been knocking Philly out. We've been knocking Milwaukee out. We've been That 2020 playoffs in the bubble, we torched the Eastern Conference. They couldn't touch us. They couldn't touch us, and we had a rookie Tyler Hero averaging nineteen twenty a game. So, I I think I think that the coaching thing is so underrated, and I think the deeper you go into the playoffs, it matters that much more. And I'm taking Eric Spolstra over Missoula. Good coach, but not ready yet. Not enough experience at that position. Mm-hmm. And Doc Rivers, I mean, brother, Doc Rivers and James Harden is is like a ticking time bomb. So, bro, what's crazy is I brought Tommy B on the pod. To be a co-host and this man took over my show because he preaching the gospel and there's nothing I can say to pitch against them there's nothing I can say where I'd be like I don't feel how you feel but that's why I have a guest on the show to give him the floor to let me argue but there's nothing to argue about so we've talked enough about the heat we think the heat can really essentially Reach the NBA Finals. We don't think the road is as tough as you thought it was three weeks ago. Um, after after they beat Milwaukee, I think like people started looking at Miami Heat like they possibly could reach the finals, but at the same time, they have to get past New York, and we're not 100% past New York because we're only up 3-2. I think the Heat closed it out in six. I think Jimmy Butler understands the assignment. Um, shout out to you new age niggas who... <laughs> yeah, we understand the assignment, and uh, Jimmy Butler's going to understand it. So now I want to talk. Let's go Lakers. The Lakers just lost to the Golden State Warriors. They played poorly for what? You What do you want to say? How poorly did they play for what? What percentage of the game? I think from the last three minutes of the first half, Mm-hmm. All the way up until, all the way throughout, probably the next quarter and a half. So about midway of the fourth is when you kind of saw them closing the gap, and they got it down to nine and ten, yep. and then you thought like you know maybe one run away from. But that's why that, that's why I say this isn't a series where Lakers can mess around. Like you're not playing with a puppy here; you're playing with the defending NBA champions. Like, and everybody from that team is here now again. Yep. They're one year older, one year more experienced, and they're really one Curry, Clay, Jordan Poole, three-point parade game away from smoking the Lakers out of any building, whether it's in Golden State or in L.A. So um, just as much as I think the Heat need to win the next game, I think the Lakers need to win that even more. Um, the Warriors are not a good road team, but again, you don't want to mess with that monster, man. You you wake that monster up, and there's no answer for it. I get the Lakers kind of figured out how to run them off the three-point line and whatnot. But, I mean, brother, it takes these guys. They just got to get the shot off. It doesn't matter where they're at. And they're dangerous. And we all know that. I told you tonight, going into the second half, I said, this is that third quarter. And sure enough, you know, um, they, they just come out, bro. They, two, two minutes, they can end the game. So, Lakers can't play around. Uh, LeBron needs to get AD on his regimen. 
I don't know what he needs to do, bro. Whatever, massage his head, rub his head, get that concussion out of there. <laughs> but, like, AD needs to be available, brother. It, it cannot be no Kev, Kevon Looney, eight points, 26 rebounds, blocking everything, and they can't get anything to go because, like we said, I love LeBron. I think he's the best player of all time. The only thing that's different from LeBron now to very recent is he cannot win the series by himself. And again, this is not the monster you want to play with. I will give Golden State respect. They're pretty much the best team in the NBA the last seven, eight years. And they still got their core together, bro. So, like I said, Lakers can't play around. They got to go. They, they, they got to wrap this up Friday night, enjoy their weekend, see who they play out of Phoenix and Denver. If this goes back to Golden State, I won't know what to tell you, brother. So, now that you said that, we feel like Game 6 is very important for the Miami Heat. We feel like Game 6 is very important for the Los Angeles Lakers. But, 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 here's where I'm going to go and ask you a question. We're going to play the game of hypotheticals because... We're recording after both teams are up three two. Mm-hmm. If the Knicks win Game Six and the Warriors win Game Six, both teams are going on the road to play Game Seven. If there was a team on Game Seven on the road out of the Miami Heat and the New or out of the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers, that you felt confident could win the series on the road in order to go on to the conference finals. Who do you have more confidence in? The Los Angeles Lakers in Game 7 or the Miami Heat in Game 7? The Miami Heat. The Miami Heat, because I don't think the Knicks are anywhere near Golden State in any aspect. Um, Literally in any aspect, bro. I mean, like I said, Golden State is that monster that you, like, just put it away. Just put them away, bro. Don't drag this thing out to the 12th round to where they can just knock you out. Like, you you got to wrap this up. This game seven, this game six, Friday night, is the mm-hmm. most important game for the Lakers this year. 100%. I get it. They can lose. They'll get a game seven, but you don't want that. Us, we can... We we can win we can win a game seven in New York because the thing about the Knicks is it, it's really a one man show. R.J. Barrett does a lot of his scoring early, right? You'll see him have like a twelve point first quarter, finishes with Second nineteen. Second half he sucks. Yeah, ass. yeah. So you you know, you know what I'm saying? I respect him, right? He's he, he's probably one of the better rising guards in the league. Um, I but, respect him for twenty four minutes. I don't respect him for forty eight. Yeah, well, that's the thing. But they got one guy out there who played all forty eight minutes tonight and cooked whoever was in front of him. So. I respect the Knicks, but I do think that, that that it'd be more likely that we can win a game seven on the road, um, especially when you got that Curry-LeBron thing where LeBron did the 3-1 before. and It, it just always mm-hmm. seems like when history comes around, it just evens out or repeats, repeats itself. itself. Yeah, yep. so, so it's just one of those things where I feel like if it goes back to game seven, um, I think we could beat the Knicks before I think the Lakers could beat the Warriors. So, But I, but I will say I think – both games Friday night are, are must wins for the home teams. You don't want to put yourself in that position. So I'm with you 100%. And we're going to move into essentially the Thursday night games. Um, like I said, we're out here in Phoenix. We're behind in time or whatever. But we also are both Miami Heat fans. So we are going to hang heavy on how we feel about the Miami Heat. Um, I'm with you. I think the Heat need to close out in six just to not play it with dog food. 
Yeah, it's not to risk it. Yeah, you never yeah. want to take that chance. You never know when an injury could arise or what can happen. I mean, it's you basketball. said that before the game, before the Heat and Knicks clock hit zero, knowing that the Knicks were going to win, you're like, bro, we should have closed it out. You never know, bro. Because Bam could get hurt. Jimmy could get hurt. Jimmy's already been injured. Um, kind so of basically playing on the sprained ankle, and it's no excuse for the expectations from Jimmy. But what, but what you were saying is like, up to this point, he's fine. But come game six, when we expect a big, big, big performance, if Jimmy, if Jimmy get hurt, we look at the Miami Heat different. You know what it is? This is probably one of the first years in a while where there's no like clear cut. Can't point out one team, even fully healthy, full go, that you could be like, oh, yeah, they'll win it all. So you don't want to play with your food. Like, take care of it, get the job done, and move on to the next one. You don't want to play with your food, especially not this year. The Western Conference, right? You got the sixth and the seventh seed playing right now. The Eastern Conference, you got the fifth and the eighth seed playing right now. Yep. So it's like, you don't know. We could, we could have a potential matchup of the second or third an eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. We could yeah. have a six or seven seed in the West run all the way through the conference and make it to the finals. So, like I said, this is just one of the and, – and as good as Denver's been, I think they're complete. I think they're deep. I think the Bruce Brown and the KCP additions in the offseason were everything. Also, getting back healthy, getting MPJ and obviously Jamal Murray. Um, you got Joker. Aaron Gordon is the perfect fit for Joker, like literally the perfect fit. So, yep. But, again – you can't even point at Denver and be like, oh, yeah, Denver won it all, you know, because they don't have that experience. So I think this year is just one of those years where, like, the seeding doesn't matter as much as it does. Like, I, I think if you ran the season back, I don't think the Lakers would be a seventh seed. I think it would probably be a top four seed in the West, you know. Well, I so, think the Lakers have made enough adjustments where how we looked at them three months ago as opposed to how we look at them right now is honestly two different stories. But since we're going there – we're talking about the Western Conference. So, the Denver Nuggets are up 3-2. And, obviously, the Lakers are up 3-2. But, we talked enough about the Lakers. The Denver Nuggets are up 3-2. Nikola Jokic has played, like, what, arguably the best player in the NBA up to this point. Joel Embiid ended up winning the MVP. But, if we talk about who possibly could have won the MVP, who is Nikola Jokic, and then... How he's played in the playoffs, if that vote was now, if we all made a vote now, Nikola Jokic would be considered the MVP of the NBA. And I don't hate Nikola Jokic. I don't love Nikola Jokic. I think his game is boring, but at the same time, his game is elite. So when it comes to the Denver Nuggets, my thing is this. I'm going to ask you this question. If you're the Los Angeles Lakers, who would you rather play? Nikola Jokic in the Denver Nuggets or Devin Booker and Kevin Durant in the Phoenix Suns? Oh, bro, it's the Phoenix Suns because two on he seven. He lives in Phoenix, by the way. I two just on throw seven, that two, two on seven, two on eight can't get it done. I told this to a couple guys before the series started. I said, look, I said, yeah, Phoenix can beat Denver, bro. But Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, like what happened last game when Booker couldn't throw a grape in the ocean in the second half? Yep. 
that cannot like like they have to literally be close to forty apiece and get just some help somewhere else. Right, Terrence Ross start, started making some shots. Shaman had a big game for, um, but I'm still waiting to see DeAndre. Right, because you get the seventy percent from the field, but there's hardly any free throw attempts. What there, is your what is your expectation? Sorry to cut you off, but what is your expectation for DeAndre Aiden? Because at this point, bro, let's just be honest, he's played like shit. It's not even that, bro. It's just the lack of aggression. Like when when you're when you're going up against one of these bigs, like the Embiid's and stuff, you have to match what they're doing their output in some sort of way. So if Jokic is out there dropping 53 on your head and you got 14 and 9 and you're crying on the bench, like, bro, they, they, that's just not going to work. DeAndre is the X factor. Yep. It, he's not going to stop Jokic, right? Because Jokic can get it from all three levels. But all three levels. what he can do, though, like his little shots that he finishes off the pick and roll, he's got a decent midi. If he could just pump fake one time, jump into somebody, get himself to the line, yeah, we've seen DeAndre have games, especially against Jokic, where it's 22 and 14, two blocks. Like, it has to be one of those. Um, but at the end of the day, if, if it's not Booker and Durant close to 80 together, bro, there's no shot. Like, that That trade was only okay because you got a generational player, but you depleted yourself of your depth. So now you're relying on some of these guys who haven't gotten burned all season to step up. So we'll see. I think Phoenix takes it. I think we'll see a more consistent performance from Booker and KD. Backs against the wall at the at the house. Uh, but it has to be that, though. A- anything short of that, they don't stand a chance. So, okay, I hear you on that. But first off, fuck Phoenix. <laughs> Second off, fuck Devin Booker. And you and me had the conversation of why I feel the way I feel about Devin Booker. And he will probably never remember on why... I don't like him, and I don't give a shit. It is what it is. Devin Booker, look, you did not want to take a picture with me because back in the day when I was in the military and y'all had to practice at uh, San Diego base on Coronado, I took a picture with Trevor Ariza. I was able to take a picture with DeAndre Ayton. Gladly. You... We're like, nah, I'm not taking a picture with you, little bro. And basically, you little bro me, you little bro everybody else. But guess what? Devin Booker, you're playing absolutely amazing. You're playing like a superstar player that we expect you to be, but you're playing beyond that because your percentages of where you're shooting from the two-point, from the three-point, bro, you're absolutely playing amazing. I mean, it's just, but it's, fuck you. It's all it. It's it's not necessarily where it's just how it's getting done, bro. It's contested jumpers, it's turnarounds, it's pull ups in transition, it's coming around the pick and roll, pulling up with a guy behind you and a guy in front of you. Yeah, it, it is impressive. I think I, I think we can say hands down, Devin Booker is the best shooting guard in the NBA. Hands down, especially after Donovan Mitch, Mitchell's wash in the first round. Devin Booker's definitely the best two-guard. Regardless of how this series plays out, he can have the worst game ever next game. He's the best two-guard in the NBA. With that being said, you now have a responsibility. And you're now looked at as you're the guy. That's your team, right? KD got there. No one's saying it's KD's team. But you got to close it out now. All those 65 70%, 80% shooting nights do not mean anything if you don't show up in the most crucial game. So I'm looking forward to see how he responds after that um, second-half collapse. Also, KD, though, K- 
Katie, a lot of these games getting off to a, a rough start, and I know they're throwing doubles at them, they're blitzing them, they're doing all that. But Kevin Durant is going to have to be a little bit more efficient. He's going to have to stop turning the ball over as much, especially early on in the game, too. So they got their hands full. It's pretty much like two, two and a half, I guess you can say. I'm not going to say DeAndre Ayton's a scrub. He just hasn't shown up. So it's about two, two and a half against like an eight, nine-man rotation, coached by a good coach. So they got their hands full. I think being at the crib is going to help. But it's going to, like I said, bro, it has to be a big night from KD and Book both. Like, it has to be, bro. But I'm with you where you say... KD has to be more efficient because as great as KD is, I mean, this dude arguably on any given night is the best player in basketball. Bro, he's probably, he's probably, honestly, if, uh, he's probably the most skilled, given the size and what he can do, player ever. I I, I don't want anybody to, I'm not saying he's the best player of all time. I don't rate KD even in my top five, Um, but I do respectively give him top ten. But in terms of 6'10", can pull from 30, 40, can handle the ball, moves like a two-guard, and he's even improved his playmaking over the last decade. I think KD, arguably, when you put everything together, is one of, if not the most skilled player of all time. But again, when you carry that burden, brother, you have to show up. It cannot be last year like against Celtics when they got smoked and he was nowhere to be found. That's what we saw last year, and I think that's what Denver's mm-hmm. watching is how Celtics guarded him. He averaged like 22 points off like horrible, I think it was like 39 or low 40 shooting percentage, yep. I can't remember. But that's exactly what Denver's doing. Let one of those guys score 50, but we're not going to let both of them go for 40. And I think that's the recipe, and rightfully so, because you can't stop both of them. Yeah, and what I will say is um, KD being top 10, clearly, you're smoking dick. Um, I'm not sure he's greater in all time as far as his counterpart, Steph Curry. But up to this point, I'm not about to kill you on your analysis because, shit, you've came with facts, you've came with opinions, you've also came with statistics. And that always matters. So really, essentially, before we close out, what I want to talk about is I'm going to give you the hypothetical and we're going to carry that conversation for a little bit. So, hypothetically, let's just say the Los Angeles Lakers play against the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. Jimmy Butler did what he needed to do. LeBron is there at that point. And I think Anthony Davis has done what he needed to do um, for the Lakers to be in the NBA Finals. If the Lakers and the Heat play the finals, you're a LeBron fan. I'm a Heat fan before anything. You are, but, but the Lakers you're win. You're a that. LeBron fan. The Lakers win that, brother. I think so. The late so LeBron gets his fifth championship. I'm glad you said that. So if the Lakers play the Heat, LeBron gets his fifth championship. The question I want to ask you, and I know this is going to be an interesting conversation because you kind of lean on where I'm at. But what does a fifth championship, a 12th NBA Finals appearance, and a win in year 20 by LeBron James, where does it put LeBron in your, the, the overall hierarchy? Even though I know you consider LeBron the GOAT, but his road to winning a championship 
Where does that put this championship compared to the four other LeBron championships, assuming he wins the championship, and I'll say against the Miami Heat? Unless it was in some crazy fashion where they constantly had to come back and he had to be like a hero, I I think just the magnitude of that 2016 finals, I I think that's on top, bro. I, I just – it was a 73-9 and nine team. Yep. They were up 3-1. Considered the greatest team of all time. Yeah, I mean, that's what they were saying. So, again, if he wins this one, though, because of what you said, how the season started rocky, kind of nobody even, you know, they started 2-10, and I believe, was their start this year. And no team who has started 2-10 and and made the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've already beat expectations. Well, they would be the first play-in team to ever win a ring at this point since the play-in was implemented. So. I, I think I think this would probably be second just because of all the things we just mentioned. Um, but I mean, hell, bro, it'd be impressive. You know, you're talking about the guy's resumes like longer than my grocery receipt. That's <laughs> that's insane, bro. You add another ring to that. You had another finals appearance, another run, and just you know, capturing what everybody kind of plays for. Like like I like like you said, he's he's number one to me all time just because what he brings to the game on and off the court, but. I think the old heads will be forced to have that conversation again. And as much as you can be in denial, as much as you want to say Jordan 6-0, and to go to the finals 12 times in this era, brother, that's, that's impressive. <laughs> and where, where I would, I won't say argue against you, but because I think we will have the same argument is when you go to the finals 12 times, you're not considered the favorite. Pretty much any time you go to the finals and you walk out of there, I've been to the finals 12 times and I walk away with five rings and I've never been favored, I think that's something to talk about. But like I said, you know, um, we about to close out here real quick, real soon. So before we close out, the Lakers win in six. The Heat win in six. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying based on assumption. I think the 76ers win in six. I think... Denver in seven. I, I think Denver in six. That's me. But you said Denver in seven, so we'll have that conversation. But if So, Western Conference Finals, to me, is Denver versus L.A. Mm-hmm. Eastern Conference Finals is Miami versus Philly. Before we close out, what I want is your prediction. So Denver versus L.A. in the Western Conference Finals and Miami versus Philly in the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll start with the Western Conference Finals. Denver versus L.A., give me your predictions. Lakers in seven. I think home court will help the Nuggets Nuggets out. I think they'll be able to steal a game in L.A. too. But I think in that game seven, pretty much nobody but KCP having real D playoff experience. I think fully healthy. I think a good Anthony Davis performance, not even a great one, would get the job done because, I mean, Anthony Davis is no DeAndre. Yeah, facts. You know, so Jokic putting up 30, well, (laughs) hell, Anthony Davis can put up 32, so – I think I, I, I think that's gonna go all the way. I think they're gonna stretch the Lakers out. Um because they they're, they're kind of the same teams, right? They could run, they could play defense, mm-hmm. they got bigs, they got some shooters. 
So both teams are kind of evenly matched. So I think we'll see one of those series where it's like they, they'll split games, you know, at each other's places. It'll eventually come back to a game seven. But that's where like those 48 hours leading up to the game seven, I think where that's where that LeBron kicks in. Yep. And I think that's where he's bringing the team together. I think he knows what to say. I think he knows how to prepare them. And I think those boys really want it bad this year. Like you look at it even tonight, man, they could have they could have thrown the towel in at the beginning of the fourth. And all the way up until like a minute and a half, they were trying to make a comeback. So I think you're seeing a different Lakers team than we're used to in the past couple of years. Yeah. You're seeing a team that's complete. You're seeing a team that wants it. You see a team that's playing together. You know, you don't really see any drama within the locker room. So um, I would say Lakers in seven just because of that. But I do think that series goes all the way. So Miami versus Philly. And we'll just go, we're just going off of the assumption that. The teams that are in the lead in their series right now continue on and go to the conference finals. Miami versus Philly, who are you taking? I'm going to try to really not be biased here, so I'll explain. Be fucking you. biased. We don't give no, a fuck. No, 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 Tell me Miami's going to the finals. Make me happy. I want to explain it to you. Make me happy. Miami is six. Now, let me tell you why. I think Harden, as great as he is, I'm one of his biggest advocates. Uh, at one point in time, I was saying he's the best one-on-one player in the league. Ain't even close, right? Because when he was scoring those 30 points, averaging 30 points, scoring 40, 50, 60s, those were on efficient shooting nights. Yeah. It was volume, but it was still 50-plus from the field. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, it was still We ain't efficient. never seen that shit before. Yeah. So, but... I do think Harden lacks that same consistency that he once had. We seen it in this series, exploded in game one, was nowhere to be found the next two games, exploded in game four, and had a pretty good game in game five, but that was an all-around team win. I think Harden is vulnerable. I think he's vulnerable because we can throw bodies at him. He's not going to be able to just kind of switch. Like, so, so the thing that they can do now is like when they run the switch and Al Horford or Robert Williams got to come out there, well, that means that's a smaller person on Embiid, and that's a bigger person on Harden. That's a mismatch both ways. But yep. when you do that, when you do that switch, and Bam is on you, that's yep. an agile defender at six nine. You can't just hop around and skip around and and and, and just think you're going to cook him. You might switch. Not and only have that, Bam though. on J- James Harden and have Jimmy on Embiid. No, 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 who, no, no. Embi- but Jimmy knows Love, how to guard Embiid. But put Kevin Love on Embiid because he's a big body, and I respect Kevin Love. He's been there. He knows what he's doing. He's healthy. Yeah. He's not Minnesota. He's not Cleveland, but he's healthy, right? It's not like he's out there limping around. Plus, he, he, he can also make some shots for you on the other end. Um, I just think we match up really well. I think I think the P.J. thought. Tucker thing is overrated. Good defender, but, I mean, if he's giving you three points a game, he's essentially one-dimensional. Well, will P.J. not be nice in Miami? Are you? Are well, we not was. missing P.J. in Miami? He was. We were in the bubble in the finals. But are we not missing him right now? No, I don't like, think so. so. But I'm saying, you said he's overrated in Philly. The, the aspect of P.J. being overrated in Philly, but I'm saying, let's flip it back to we formerly had P.J. Tucker. So, so are we missing him right now? I think what I should have said is Would he, that make you feel more comfortable right now if we had P.J. Tucker on No, 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 no. So what I think I should have said was he's just overrated right now at this point, period, no matter who he plays for. He cannot hit the corner three like he once did, and he can't Facts. really do anything else other than Facts. that. So he could play defense, but, I mean, you get him to jump in the air a couple times, and he's sitting next to Doc Rivers on the bench. Facts. Tyrese Maxey, I love him. 
I love Facts. him. Great kid. I young love ta- Tyrese Maxey. Young talent. My, will Tyrese be an Maxey all-star. supposed to be a Miami Heat. Will, Let's just put that in perspective, too. He, he will we be an all-star on one day. But again, I mean, brother, it comes down to the experience. And Tyrese Maxey's a small guard. We have bodies we can throw at him, right? I also do think we have a better bench. I think we have more depth. And like I said, that switch that they do where they keep getting Robert Williams out there on the perimeter and then, you know, dump it down to Embiid when when he's got a guard guarding him or Harden Cook, the big man that can't move, you can't do that right now because we have arguably the best defender in the league just because he's so versatile, right? Should have won it last year, but again, that, that that's another he, conversation. He possibly should have won it this year, but that's besides the point because nobody's going to give Bam his love. And, up to this point. And he's They're a 20-point-per-game scorer now. They're not so. going to give him his love because the expectation for Bam, what happened with Bam is he made a lot of money, right? And so with money comes expectations. And instead of valuing what Bam is as far as on offense and defense, we value him at what the money he makes. And so, therefore... Going into the conference finals, which I say we go into because I think we beat the Knicks in six. Mm-hmm. So, fuck the Knicks. <laughs> we'll see Boston or Philly. And in Tommy's eyes, we'll see Philly. And Tommy's eyes see the way I see it because I think we'll see Philly. But everybody wants to put Bam in a position that we we know as Heat fans what he is. Bro, he's a defensive anchor. He can score you some points and win you a game, but at the same time, he's not going to win you a series. And that's okay because we got Jimmy Butler. So, so your finals matchup. Give me your finals matchup. Lakers 4-2. They beat us again. Repeat of the 2020 bubble, bro. So you're saying the Lakers versus Heat in the NBA Finals. And the Lakers also win 4-2. Yeah, I mean... The I Lakers just... win in six against the Miami Heat. In your opinion, based on everything you've seen so far, the Heat take it into six, but LeBron gets his fifth ring. In Miami. Yeah. In Miami, bro. On, on so, let me ask you this. Before we close out, what does... And this is the biggest question. This is what I want to hear. This is what you want to talk about. This is what everybody want to hear. LeBron's fifth ring in year 20. And and I'll give you every hypothetical to shit on LeBron, but I know you're not going to do it because you're a LeBron fan. But the Lakers beat the Heat in six. AD wins finals MVP. Mm. But LeBron gets his fifth ring. Mm-hmm. Where does that put? You consider LeBron the goat, right? I think that stamps it. I, I, I so think, it stamps I think, it yeah. because you already consider him the goat. Yeah, which is I do as well. And I don't think there's anything up to this point with him winning a playoff series against the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm, it's not all on LeBron, but a LeBron-led team. Won a first-round playoff series. If they're able to beat Memphis, I mean, if they're able to beat Golden State, which I think they will, mm-hmm. and then if they're able to go on to a finals, I think LeBron has absolutely went above and beyond achievements. 
So whether he wins the championship or not, cool. But if he wins the championship and Anthony Davis wins finals MVP, LeBron will have five championships, four finals MVPs, of what, four MVPs. Mm-hmm. He'll have... Bro, he'll have all the accolades. We can go through it. He'll he'll be the greatest scorer of all time and this and that. But before we go, because we about to go, but what I'll say is this. What I, what I want to ask is this. If LeBron wins his fifth championship, what does that do for the NBA? I think we can crown a new GOAT. I mean, across the whole league. I think we could do that because here here's the thing. I think Jordan was great, bro. I got him number two all time, right behind LeBron. But if we're, just, I'm with you. I think LeBron if, the goat. If we're just strictly going to go off of rings, then Bill Russell would be the goat. If we just go yeah, off of I'll, rings, I'll take it a step further. Are we going to say that Sam Jones is better than Michael Jordan? He's got no, eight, right? But but he's got but, eight, right? But if we go the route that you're trying to go at this moment, we would have a conversation about Robert Ory. Right, but we know so that's, he's a. That's what I'm saying. So he's premier role, role player, player, right? In winning championships. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like okay, even if Jordan hasn't beat six to five, there's other things that LeBron done that has amassed or surpassed Jordan, right? That I feel like you have to weigh that in as well. And people always run to the six and zero thing, and that's the only thing they can run to. But check this out, brother. I would rather take. I have the most points all the time. I'm the fastest to 1,000, 2,000, all the way throughout 38,000. I would listen, take listen. I'm top 10. 30,000? I'm 30, top 10 rebounds all time, and I'm top 10 assists all time. He's not top 10 in rebounds yet. We'll see if he gets there. No, he's close. By he's the close. end of his yeah, he's career, he's I mean, close. He's, he's close to 11,000 now, so I think if he creeps into like 13, I think he'll be there. But like I said, he's the first to 30,000, 10,000, 10,000. Yep. Right, no one's ever we done. We can even. go down the line of it's just points. It's just it's just like one of those things that like every time someone does something, it's always like the first to do it since LeBron James, right? So it's yep. like if if we're gonna weigh out every possible fucking achievement, I think I think LeBron wins by a landslide. But I think this would just put a stamp on a year twenty. You broke the all time scoring record. Whoever wins yep. Finals MVP, I mean, it's only gonna be one or two so guys. So I team. hope it's AD. Yeah, we I mean, should hope it's AD yeah, because yeah, that's sure. the point at this point. AD should be the best player on the Los but Angeles now, Lakers on championship but now, team. Now, if AD wins the finals MVP with two rings, where is AD now in the league as far as big men go? Uh, I'm glad you said that. So, we are about to close out. This has been a great podcast. He's been a lot healthier this year than in the recent years, too. My guy has been sitting next to me, and we are about to close out this podcast. But I'm going to answer his question. Before we get up out of here, if AD wins a second championship. With the finals MVP. Wins his first finals MVP. In dominating fashion, too. I think AD enters the Kevin Garnett conversation as far as where he's at of all time. Oh, power forwards. I think we start arguing where who's better, KD or Kevin Garnett. I mean, I said KD. AD or Kevin Garnett. But I don't think winning a championship and winning the final, winning a second championship and winning a Finals MVP, I don't think that puts Anthony Davis in the Tim Duncan category. No, definitely not. But it not. puts it where 
I think now he's in the dirt division. You have to Nowitzki. bring his name up. You have to bring his name up I, at this point. I don't think you put bring his name up with Tim Duncan. No, 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 no. But but, but I think you, you bring his name list, up with yeah. Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, Kevin Garnett Charles and the couple Barkley. other Charles Barkley, the couple other all time great power forwards that you put. Yeah. Like I think Anthony Davis now enters the conversation. So, bro, before we go, I'm gonna just put this out there. And we about to go because we had a great conversation. We had a great podcast. And you're sitting right next to me. <laughs> but before we go, I want to say this. Tommy might be the co-host of Up in Flames. And it has nothing to do with the, the, the slack in Up in Flames or everything. But more so, this is my guy. And I've been looking forward to having somebody who's willing to co-host my show. One, two, Tommy B is my guy, <laughs> and we out here in Arizona, and I've been able to link with my dude. Yep. Like, we sitting right next to each other having these conversations. Yep. We're sitting here looking, looking at each other having eye-to-eye conversations. And three, before we go, I just want to let everybody know, look, I love my boy Tommy B. Listen, we... My guy is going to be the co-host of Other Flames. That's just where we're at. We talked about it prior to, but after having this conversation, I'm like, ain't no way I can't have my boy on here on multiple occasions. And I would say weekly occasions to have these conversations, but we're heading into the summertime. The NBA season is about to be over with at some point, and I'm going to be able to have my boy Tommy B. Not only tell me how good I was, because... I'd love to hear him talk about that. <laughs> Tell me how good he was, because I'd love to hear him talk about that. But we're going to give you that Florida flavor of being able to talk hoops, come NBA draft, come NBA offseason, come NBA preseason. But, Tommy, I appreciate you for jumping on. I appreciate everybody for tuning in and listening. And at this end, on that note, Up in Flames is out. Shout out to my boy, Tommy B. Shout out to me for hosting Up in Flames. And we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we will be be back, me and Tommy B, on the next episode of Up in Flames. One sec, one sec. I I appreciate you letting me come on. Yep. I appreciate you making me the co-host. Yep. Um... I just want everybody to know that this is your new favorite podcast. We will only continue to build yes, from sir. here. So please go ahead to your local station and check out Up in Flames. You will be hearing from two of the brightest basketball savants around here. So, again, thank you, bro. I appreciate it. You welcomed me into the Airbnb, bro. You showed me a good time. It was good seeing your pops again. Yes, and, sir. And, and the fam in general, bro. So, again, you welcome me and my lady. I appreciate that, bro. And uh, I would love to do another one before you head out. Yeah. So, before we go, this my boy, man. Like, <laughs> like, like, we may not have been always the closest, but this my boy. Like, me and Tommy, we always have respect for each other. We jumped on the court. We have respect for each other. We jump on conversation. We have respect for each other. I text him, and I know I'm going to get a response. He texts me. Facts. You know he's going to get a response. We Facts. talk in Miami Heat. We can talk ball. This my dude right here, whether y'all believe it or not. And now that he didn't came and pulled up on me, 
bro, the, the relationship is there's no Another value. There's no value on what he did for me. And and there's no value on what I did for him. And I appreciate everybody for tuning in and listening. And this is my boy, Tommy B, on the most recent episode of Up in Flames. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. I appreciate everybody for listening. On that note, Up in Flames is out.